If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Some months ago, the film Unplanned hit the theaters in the United States and was all the rage in Catholic and Protestant circles. If you're one of the few Catholics who isn't aware of what Unplanned is, it's a documentary of sorts detailing the conversion experience of Abby Johnson, former abortion clinic manager who has since become possibly the highest profile pro-life activist in the world. Ironically, I'm actually blocked by Abby Johnson on Facebook because when I first entered the church some years ago, I was still pretty progressive and argued with her about not supporting self-described pro-life Democrats, a position that I took which I now know was stupid and silly on my part. If you're seeing this, Miss Johnson, hey, could you unblock me? <laughs> That'd be great. Anyway, I haven't seen Unplanned yet, partially because I haven't seen a single new film this year. Having an infant child will do that to you but also because I don't see a lot of Christian cinema because, I hate to say this, but the vast majority of Christian movies are just not that good, objectively speaking. I know I'll probably get a lot of angry responses in the comments to that, but I stand by that statement. Though I'm sure there are exceptions to that rule, many of which are probably found on Mike Church's Founders Trading Post now that I think about it. Anyway, when Unplanned came out, conservative and traditionalists lauded the film, while the progressives went into their typical feral left rage. It went on to gross something like $18 million at the box office in the United States, which is pretty good given its limited run and its targeted audience of pro-life Christians. Unplanned was functionally banned in Canada, not by an act of the government, but by the various corporate film chains refusing to run the film, which prevented it from receiving a film rating in the country. While I'm not sure how rating laws work in Canada, you can imagine the reticence independent theaters might have running an unrated film, or how hesitant any willing distributor might be pushing a controversial film like that, especially with no organized means of actually showing it on a wide scale. I know that some people will say that these are private companies and that they're free to censor whoever they like. And sure, I, that's true, I guess, but it's not a mantra that will do you any good when they only censor good traditional messaging while promoting degeneracy on a mass scale. The ability to keep a film that is commentary on one of the most hot-button political issues of our day, out of theaters, while plenty of propaganda from the other side is not only allowed to be run in theaters, but is also promoted by them to your children, is a stinging indictment of the state of the culture and on the old, dying order of political ideologies. Unplanned became a news story again yesterday when Canadian theater company Cineplex decided to lift its boycott of the film. Cineplex and another company will screen the film in 24 theaters across Canada for a one-week run. The reason CEO Ellis Jacob gave for deciding to screen the film is laudable. Quoting a written release by the CEO, quote, When I immigrated to Canada back in 1969, one of the things that I loved, and still love, the most about living here was that we don't shy away from our differences. We embrace them. Canada is a country that believes in and rallies behind freedom of expression, 
but that isn't always an easy thing to do, and it certainly doesn't always make you popular. In this instance, many of us will have to set aside our own personal beliefs, and remember that living in a country that censors content, opinions, and points of view because they are different from our own is not a country that any of us would want to live in. End quote. He then went on to say that the responsibility of deciding to see the film should reside with filmgoers, an attitude that was common across the Western world until very recently. When ide until ideas deemed conservative by the elites suddenly became synonymous with hate speech and fascism. This decision by Jacob is good news for those of us who want to see well-made pro-life and pro-family messaging brought to the big screen and television in order to compete in the, in the war for ideas and souls alongside the filth that dominates the market. The other company, Cinedicom, will also screen the film. That company's CEO is a pastor who decided to screen the film after he believes God told him to do so. Laughably, in the United States, the film received an R rating, despite it not containing any of the typical R-rated fare. There's little to no profanity, nudity, or violence, except for abortion, obviously, which is, the, which is of course, the main thrust of the film. Film ratings vary in Canada by province, and I do find that kind of strange, but maybe it's a good thing, given my increasing love for political decentralization. In Alberta, Unplanned has a 14A rating for disturbing content, while in British Columbia, it's rated PG for sexual language and medical trauma. Compare that to R here in the United States, which requires parents to be present for those under 17 years of age. And for once, we might actually have a scenario where the Canadian film industry is less political and less woke than the American film industry. Color me surprised. This, of course, comes at a time when, for the first time in many, many years, a plurality of Americans now call themselves pro-life. According to the recently released Gallup survey, a plurality of Americans now identify as pro-life, with 49% of respondents calling themselves pro-life, and 46% calling themselves pro-choice. For this, I credit a number of things. The work of David Daladin in exposing the grisly and inhuman baby parts trafficking operation out of Planned Parenthood, as well as the utterly barbaric behavior of the pro-abortion movement, with their open advocacy of shouting your abortion and pra bragging about how great having an abortion is. Most Americans are far more sensible than that, and even, and even if they unfortunately have historically supported a woman's so-called right to execute her unborn child, they do generally stand opposed to the bragging and the celebrating of abortion. There's a plethora of footage online of college women smashing pro-life memorials on college campuses, or assaulting pro-life activists who had been following all pertinent campus rules and local ordinances and engaging in political speech on university campuses. And then there was the Kavanaugh hearings, which were themselves not really about abortion, at least on the surface, but the protests and smear campaign against the man certainly were fueled by a fear that legal Moloch worship in the U.S. would come to an end. All of these things must have contributed to the shift in values among the American people on this issue. Note, however, though, that 49% pro-life and 46% pro-Moloch isn't exactly a significant margin separating the two positions, but it is a good sign of progress being made for the side representing morality and sanity. But I also suspect that there is a shift going on in America and in the West more broadly. We have lived in an age of degeneracy for decades now. It didn't start in the 1960s, like some people attest. 
Chesterton back in the First World War or around that time predicted that the next wave of moral degeneracy would come from Manhattan, and he was right. That wave began in his lifetime, with open advocacy for abortion, population control, contraception, and Hollywood promoting adultery on the silver screen. The effects of those problems all emerging at the same time took decades really to have a major effect, but by the 1960s had become a major problem, especially with the advent of artificial chemical contraception at the big start of that decade. The 60s were a coming out party for degenerates, and the culture hasn't recovered since. We are long since past due for a pendulum swing back in the direction of moral sanity. Perhaps that swing has just started, or perhaps there is no coming back from this age of unprecedented sexual depravity we live in, short of some form of divine intervention. But the signs are there that people have become fed up with the promotion of abortion, pornography, drag queen story hour, and any number of degenerate things in the broader culture. And that fatigue is a good thing. So what do you think about all this? If you live in Canada, will you go see the film? If you live near the Canadian border, will you cross the border to see the movie? I live a bit far away to do that, something like 2,000 miles from the northern border, so I can't make the drive. Have any Christian movies that aren't terrible to come out to that you can recommend? Besides The Mission and The Passion of the Christ and the Heston classics, I mean. Let me know what you think in the comments section. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.